Welcome to the Let's Get Vulnerable podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Morgan Anderson, psychologist, relationship coach, attachment theory expert, creator of the ESL relationship method, author of Love Magnet and Athletic Wear Connoisseur. My mission is to help you raise your self-worth, have great relationships, and step confidently into the next level of your life. Each week, two episodes will air featuring expert advice, live coaching, and tips showing you exactly how to improve your life and attract to healthy relationship. You deserve to feel empowered, secure, and loved. Buckle up and let's get vulnerable. Okay, y'all, I cannot believe this. I recorded the episode that you're about to listen to. And then one of you DM'd me, actually my client who I've known forever, sent me a DM about Love is Blind and let me know that Trevor had a whole girlfriend the entire time. And I had no idea. I had not looked that up yet. So as you listen to this episode, you might go, but Dr. Morgan, he had a girlfriend. I'm telling you, I did not know. I am shocked. And I am going to be doing a part two, Love is Blind. So this is the first part. There's going to be a part two. There may even be a part three the drama does not stop. So just want to let you know, I'm aware now and we'll unpack it. And it also goes to show that people can really show up in a certain way, especially on reality TV where it's so curated and we're just not out in the real world. So we'll, we'll unpack all of that in part two. But enjoy this episode. You're going to be getting into the details on the attachment style dynamics of the Love is Blind cast. And I'm, I'm talking about Jimmy and Chelsea and Trevor and Jessica. So you don't want to miss this episode. It's really, it's really juicy, especially when you think about the attachment style wisdom that is applied by looking at these dynamics and I want to let you know, before I forget, if you are in California or you're looking for the best excuse ever to come to California, I am hosting a live workshop. This is the only time I have a live event for non-clients. This is the first time I've done this. Could be the last time. Who knows? Um, I wanted to do this because I want to connect with you in person. So this is a two-hour experiential event where we're going to be helping you become securely attached and you get to meet me and be in person. It's happening in March and you don't want to miss it, especially if you're in California. You have no excuse. Just come. It's going to be very, very helpful if you're looking to become securely attached. And I'm going to put the link to it in the show notes. So make sure you sign up. I would love to see as many of you as possible in person and give you a big hug. I think that would just be incredible. So I hope you can make it. Look for the information in the show notes and enjoy this episode. Welcome to the Let's Get Vulnerable podcast. It's your host, Dr. Morgan, and I am on the road today. I'm actually in Portland, Oregon, visiting some really good friends of mine from graduate school, and it's been such a blast. I love the food in Portland. If you've never been, it's seriously some of the best food in the world. The ramen, the pho, 
just ooh, the whole bowl food cart. It's crazy. It's this food cart that just has beans and rice and this special sauce, but it's seriously one of my favorite things ever. Anyways, I'm enjoying Portland. I'm in my hotel room. I've got my traveling mic here and we've got some important business to talk about. I want to dive into the love is blind love square. This is not a love triangle. We've got four people involved in this dynamic. So there's Chelsea, Trevor, Jimmy, and Jessica. And I'll be honest with y'all. I'm on episode seven. I am not completely caught up. I was binge watching as much as I could preparing for this episode. And I can't wait to get fully caught up. But I saw enough to be able to give you all some really important perspectives on the attachment style dynamics in this love triangle, excuse me, love square. (laughs) So let's, let's dive into it. I'm so curious. DM me on Instagram. Are you watching this season? What do you think of this season? Who are your favorites? Who do you not like? I had, I had so many of you messaging me about love is blind and there's some real heated, heated discussion about this season. And I want to help you make sense of it all. Let's, let's unpack it together. I will be doing a part two, maybe even a part three, and I'll be talking about other relationships. But like I said, I want to focus on the love square with Chelsea, Trevor, Jimmy, and Jessica. All right. First off, let's talk about the dynamic between Jimmy and Jessica. And I guess I should back up for a second before I get into Jimmy and Jessica. If you haven't watched Love is Blind, what you need to know is this. Chelsea is in a relationship simultaneously with Trevor and Jimmy. And Jessica has been primarily, I think, almost from the very beginning in a relationship with Jimmy. So the way the square works, right? You've got Chelsea with the two options, Trevor with only wanting to be with Chelsea, and then you've got Jessica only wanting to be with Jimmy. Uh, so that's our our little love square. I would draw it out for you if I had a, a whiteboard. And the dynamic I wanted to start with was Jimmy and Jessica. So what we see here is we have Jessica who has experienced a lot of childhood trauma. I forget which episode she talks about this, but she dives into her upbringing, which essentially involved both parents addicted to substances. I, I, if I'm not mistaken, her mother died at a young age. Um, and then her father either also died or, uh, just completely abandoned her. And this is someone who went through foster care and eventually found her forever family at the age of 16. So she had 16 years of chaos and pain and a ton of childhood trauma. And Honestly, even before I knew that, I could tell in her interactions and in the way she's showing up with Jimmy that there was some disorganized attachment style patterns. And here's what I like about Jessica. 
I believe that she ha- that she has a disorganized attachment style, but she's also cultivated a lot of secure attachment. And what's really cool is you can see the relationship with her daughter and how that that relationship actually helped her really create a lot of secure attachment tendencies just in the way she talks about her daughter, how she shows up there. I believe that she's someone who experienced disorganized attachment and then has cultivated a lot of secure. However, we can see in the moments when things are upside down with Jimmy or she's incredibly stressed out, we can see some of that disorganized attachment come out, which I will talk about in just a second. Um, All right. And then we've got Jimmy. So she's attracted to Jimmy. Now, a lot of you might be curious, what is going on with Jimmy? Jimmy, from my perspective, Jimmy is about 50 to 60% secure. And the other percentage is avoidant attachment. So he has some of that inability to express his emotions. Even as he's proposing, he says, I'm not good at this stuff. I'm not good at this stuff. I'm like, come on, Jimmy, you're proposing. Stop saying that. (laughs) He struggles with communication. He has a tendency to pull away. And he also does have secure attachment, which I'll get into a bit later when we see that and how I know that he's developed some secure attachment. So in the relationship with Jessica, I believe that she's really drawn to him partially because some of that emotional unavailability mirrors what she experienced in childhood. So there's a little bit of it's familiar But then she can also feel the secure attachment. And I think she can see, oh, there was potential to build secure attachment with this with this partner. Also, I should say this. If you haven't watched Love is Blind and you don't want the spoilers, go watch it and then come back to this episode because I'm going to do spoilers all throughout this. And also, if you don't care about Love is Blind, then you'll still get value out of this episode and you don't have to watch the show. But by all means, nobody come at me, the DMs and say, oh my gosh, Dr. Morgan, you spoiled it for me. I warned you, I am definitely giving you everything that happens in the first seven episodes. All right, so so we've got Jimmy and Jessica. They both fit each other's templates about love. However, here's what I think. I think that Jimmy is much more accustomed to anxiously attached partners and he ends up really struggling with some of Jessica's uh, more direct maybe even some avoidant tendencies right Jimmy struggles with that and Jessica does not fit his typical template of of how a relationship should be Okay, so that's Jimmy and Jessica. Let's talk about Chelsea and Trevor. I have to say I adore Trevor. I think he's probably one of the absolute best contestants I've ever seen on Love is Blind. He is so loving. He definitely has secure attachment. And then he also has anxious attachment. Just a little bit. Not a lot. Just a little. But Trevor shows up consistently 
right away from the beginning, he picks Chelsea. He says, Chelsea, you're the one for me. So he picks Chelsea right away. And this consistency, the predictability, the asking for reassurance, the ability to be vulnerable, we just see Trevor over and over show up with secure attachments, stability, desire to be close. He is stable. Okay. And then we have Chelsea, who in the beginning is very much with Trevor and then finds herself being attracted to Jimmy. So Chelsea, 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 Chelsea certainly is anxiously attached. Does she have some secure tendencies? I believe so. Uh, if I had to guess a percentage, I would say she's probably 70% anxiously attached and 30% secure. And what we see from her is she needs that reassurance, particularly once she's out of the pods, which I'll get into. But Chelsea finds herself in this love square and she is feeling drawn to Jimmy. And Jimmy was in this very serious relationship, right, with Jessica. And Chelsea knows that Jimmy has not been 100% on her. And she knows that Trevor has and that Trevor's predictable and available, right? And they laugh. Yet Chelsea is really drawn to Jimmy. And in this heartbreaking scene where I almost get a little emotional thinking about this, right? It's like, I got to back up for a second, but what ends up happening? So here's a spoiler alert is that Jimmy proposes to Chelsea first and Chelsea accepts it. And she's so overwhelmed. She's even caught off guard that this person is choosing her, which is such an anxiously attached person thing to do. She literally falls on the floor and says, you know, I think I'm going to throw up, right? And she's so caught off guard. She says, yes, she's not even, honestly, I didn't even get the sense that she stopped and paused and checked in with herself. It was once again, an anxiously attached move of she's just a hundred percent in, she's not really thinking. And she might've been thinking more about, I don't want to hurt Jimmy. Right. And she, she accepts and she says, yes, 1000% I will marry you. And then in a heartbreaking scene with Trevor, this is what I was going to talk about. Trevor says, you know, Chelsea, you're choosing this is right after she accepted the proposal from Jimmy. Trevor says, you're choosing someone who was unsure about you. You chose someone who was unsure over someone who was 100% sure that they wanted you. And what I love about this, that he says that, is it really highlights what can happen in those anxious avoidant attachment dynamics where Chelsea had this person who's secure but the secure attachment and the showing up and the consistency and really loving her 
that did not fit her template for a relationship. So she couldn't accept it. I believe Chelsea said in the breakup, she said, I could not give you all of me. And what I know about attachment theory is that Jimmy fit what she believes to be true about love and what she believes to be true about her own self-worth, that you have to earn it, that you have to work for it. Yet here's Trevor representing this securely attached person. And even in the breakup, even in the breakup, he shows up securely attached and he wants the best for her. And it so broke my heart. Those of you that watch this, when he goes on and he says, you know, I tapped my bracelet a hundred times today. Uh, they had these bracelets that when you tap them, they would ping the other person. It would vibrate on the other person's wrist. And, and, you know, Trevor says, I'm just so optimistic and I'm secure in myself that I did not expect that I'd end up heartbroken. That's such a secure thing to say. Like, oh, I just... I didn't expect it. I thought this was going really well, right? And all this unfolds. And I just think to myself, what would have happened if Chelsea could have had some work on herself to move herself more to a more secure place? What if she been able to fully accept that love from Trevor? I really feel that because of her past, and we know that Chelsea was divorced, we know that she has some self-worth things going on, um, that she she has past experiences, right? But because of her past, because of her attachment style, because of her belief system about love, she wasn't able to fully accept the relationship with Trevor. And instead, she's drawn to the unavailable partner because Jimmy's in a relationship with another person. And I know that's the premise of the show and that's part of what makes it a little challenging. But I think there's a lot that we can take from the show and apply it to real world. If you are dating multiple people and you find yourself drawn to the person who you know is in other relationships over the person who has said, hey, I want to be with you, right? There's something about that that we want to be aware of, right? Because it could be that that relationship dynamic simply fits your beliefs about love. And that's the dynamic that you're more comfortable in. All right, so moving on. This is so much to unpack. It's so emotional. I hope you do watch it if you haven't. But moving on, let's talk about Jessica and Jimmy's breakup. So Jessica and Jimmy, what ends up happening is that Chelsea tells someone else that Jimmy had told her that he loved her. And Jessica finds out and then she's done. As soon as she finds that out, she's emotionally done. She's not going to entertain it any longer. And we we see this reaction from her where she gets really, really triggered by Jimmy's avoidant side. And some of that disorganized attachment comes out and she is needing an answer and she needs him to make a decision, right? And 
And honestly, some of that is also just secure attachment. So saying, hey, I deserve to know. I need you to make a decision. I only say disorganized because I think her delivery showed some of that anger, I want to hurt you kind of energy in a way. But it's hard to say given these dynamics. I mean, it's borderline also secure attachment. But when we see the disorganized attachment come out, it is this iconic moment. I call I it's iconic. I'm I'm saying it's iconic when uh Jimmy and oh my gosh, their names. I'm confusing Jimmy and Jessica, they're going through their breakup. And and Jessica says, she says this, when you see me out of the pods, you will choke. And she says something like, You are going to need your EpiPen. Like he's not going to be able to breathe. He's going to need an EpiPen to be able to breathe. And I think about, wow, that is such a disorganized strategy of, hey, I can love you. I put you on a pedestal. But then as soon as you hurt me, or if I think you're done with me, I want to hurt you. I want to say something hurtful to you. And I'm going to value myself and devalue you, right? Like kind of that, that switch, uh, so she reacts that way. And honestly, like I said, Jimmy is so also to blame here. There's a lot of avoidance strategies. He's not communicating well. He's not dealing with what he's feeling. I, I understand why Jessica spoke that way and why she was in that place. Because like I said, I think she had built a lot of secure attachment, but the stress and this scenario took her maybe to more of that unhealthy relationship strategy place. Uh, and I honestly don't blame her for that. So, so Jessica and Jimmy break up. And then we have, after all this square is falling apart, the love square no longer exists. And who is left? We have Chelsea and we have Jimmy. And with Chelsea and Jimmy... We have a very interesting, but also so, so common attachment style dynamic here. We have Jimmy who is part secure and part avoidant. And then we have Chelsea who is mostly anxious and part secure. And as they get out of the pods, we start to see this really unfold in particular we're seeing where Jimmy's doing some distancing strategies, such as commenting on AD in front of everyone. Uh, he's kind of oblivious to how that impacts Chelsea. So another female contestant, he's commenting on how beautiful she is, et cetera, in front of Chelsea. And, and we see that Chelsea really has some of the anxious attachment where she's constantly asking for reassurance Here's where I like Jimmy for a second. For a second. <laughs> uh, I do like Jimmy in some ways. It's it's torn. One moment I like him, one moment I'm like, oh no, we really got to work on that avoided attachment. But Jimmy says, essentially he says, I will give you as much reassurance as you need. And we see him. He's giving Chelsea reassurance again and again and again. Right. Uh, and I think it's kind of fascinating when 
when there's a scene, I think where they're having, they had the argument about the situation where Jimmy was essentially flirting with another girl in front of Chelsea, right? They have that argument and Jimmy says, Hey, I'm hard headed and you need to work with me. He's, he essentially says, call me out. So essentially he's saying unconsciously, Hey, I'm avoidantly attached. There might be things I do. There might be distancing. There might be pulling away. I do the wrong thing. And I want you to call me out. So that's that willingness to say, hey, I know I'm this way and let's co-create secure attachment. So what's so fascinating about this, and I want you to think about this too, Chelsea did not choose, from my opinion, as an attachment theory expert, Chelsea did not choose the easy relationship, the easy healthiest dynamic would have been with Trevor. Hands down. She chose the relationship that fit her beliefs about love that matched up with, if I have anxious attachment that I have to, you know, earn love that my partner might pull away, that maybe there's ways I'm not good enough that I may, that I desire more closeness than my partner does. So that imbalance in a bit of desire for intimacy. And I think it's really fascinating because all of us watching are like, Hey, Trevor's the perfect option for you. That's exactly what you need. Trevor will give you reassurance. He'll be stable. He'll show up. He could, he would help Chelsea become more secure. Absolutely. However, she chose Jimmy and it just speaks to how powerful our attachment style is, our beliefs about love are, that they are going to override even the logical, you know, obvious choice to all of us. And, and we can really learn from this. Do I think that Chelsea and Jimmy are doomed? Well, I need to watch the rest of the series to gather more data. So I'll mention that in the part two. From what I can tell so far, I think that if they both decide that they want to create secure attachment as a couple, and they also both individually decide to work on some of their stuff, both of them, I can tell, have stuff from their past they need to let go of. Chelsea, if you're listening to this, I got you, girl. Uh, there's things that they both need to let go of, right? So if they both decide to do works, to do the work as individuals and the work as a couple, I actually think they could create a really good relationship. That being said, I need to see, I need to see the rest of the episodes and I'll have a more concrete example or a concrete takeaway on that. Y'all, I hope you liked this episode. It's a quick one, but it's a juicy one. And of course, if you're working on becoming securely attached so that you can pick the secure relationship and you can pick the person who is healthy for you, where you can build a secure relationship. So to pick the Trevor instead of the Jimmy, right? If you need help with that, I've got you. Make sure you apply to the Empowered Secure Love Program. We're helping so many women become securely attached. I am blown away by just the amount of transformations and people getting married and attracting their dream partner and building their dream life. It is amazing what's happening inside of the Empowered Secure Love Program. 
So don't wait. You can apply using the link in the show notes and take that step today. You're so worthy of healing, of investing in yourself, of becoming securely attached. It's literally the best thing that you can do for your relationships and for your life. I'm sending you so much love. I hope all y'all are also watching Love is Blind, or if you're not, now you know about it. You might want to go watch it. Send me a DM. Let me know. What are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on the love square or on the on the season so far? I would love to hear you. You can you can DM me on Instagram at Dr. Morgan Coaching, Dr. Morgan Coaching. All right, y'all. Sending you so much love. And as always, I'm wishing you high self-worth and great relationships. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate each and every one of you. The best way you can thank me is by sharing this episode on Instagram or Facebook. Make sure you tag me. It would mean the world to me if you took just a moment to leave me a written review on Apple Podcasts. This podcast is not free to produce. And the more that you help this show grow, the more people will be able to help. Until next time, I'm wishing you high self-worth and great relationships. Thank you for being part of this community.